Alrighty, Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, The Last Rodeo, Chapter 6. And my kids are up, and so you might hear them in the background. So today, again, I'm going to do it during the day so that I might have to stop several times in a, in a chapter to get it read so that I can take care of my kids and stuff. But uh, I'm going to do it again during the day. So, Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's. Dolores Fawson's book, The Last Radio, Chapter 6. It's missing something, Regina mumbled as she eyed Carly in the getup she was wearing. There was no chance it was missing anything. The simple mint-colored sheet dress that Carly had chosen for the engagement party was no longer simple thanks to Regina's family embellishments. Carly was now wearing a massive heart-shaped emerald brooch that had belonged to Lucian's great-grandmother and had company in the form of the equal massive multi-jeweled hair comb that had also belonged to his great-grandmother. And then there was the white cowboy boots. They were new, a gift from Regina, but the woman had added silver spur charms to complete the look. Regina just kept on completing to it because she stuffed some spring sprigs of hair corns out into Carly's hair. There, now, that's perfect, Regina announced. No, it wasn't. With Carly, with Celtic red hair and pale skin, she looked like some kind of shabby chic cowgirl pagan creature who was ready for a ritual dance. Carly sighed. If a ritual dance had a, a shot at making this better, she would have already gone for it. Regina stood behind her, looking at Carly in the full-length mirror. There were tears in her eyes. You're a walking advertisement for everything that can fix Lucian's image. Of course, you're the best fix there is. <laughs> Carly wanted to believe that, wanted to believe, too, that things could indeed be fixed. But with Jerry attempting to sell off parts of the family holdings, it wasn't looking good. Of course, he'd have to give Regina, his kids, the guilt, the guilt and historic society their cuts of the money he got. But that wouldn't help with the losses. That was why Lucian had marched right into his office, or rather Jerry's office, and offered to buy the land and holdings. Jerry had refused, saying he already had a buyer lined up and that the deal was final. Jerry also refused to tell Lucian the name of the buyer. Somehow Lucian had held his temper after that, but she suspected he punched a wall or two after he stormed out to go call his lawyers to stop the sale, and he managed it. The lawyers had filed some kind of motion to stop the sale until it could be evaluated, but it was only temporary. The sale would almost certainly go through unless they could convince the other half of the owners to fight Jerry. Even that might not be enough since Jerry was the majority shareholder. Carly hadn't seen Lucian after the chat with his attorneys because once the, that conversation had finished, Dylan had whisked him away for beers at the Longhorn Bar, maybe also to try to talk him out of going through with this engagement party and the engagement itself. Carly would have talked herself out of it days ago if it didn't seem to be working. The chill was definitely less chilly. The chill was definitely less chilly for Lucian, and maybe this engagement party would mend all his broken fences. Then they could out Jerry, and she could get on with her life without Lucian. Unfortunately, that thought kept going through her head, too. It had always been a fantasy of hers to be with him, not as his fiance though, but as his lover. She wondered what it would be like to have one of those month-long relationships that dotted his life since his breakup with Amelia. She was betting it would be pretty darn amazing. Too bad, though, that it would come with strings longer than the miles and miles of West Texas, because 30 days of sex with Lucian might make it impossible for her to walk away with her heart still in the unbroken moat. 
Remember to smile a lot, Regina said, pulling Carly out of her fantasy. It was a shame because imagine, imagine a naked Lucian was far more fun than getting another glimpse of the party dress or remembering that she was about to put on a show. One that could determine Lucian's fate. Hers too. Because if they could do all their fence mending tonight, then she wouldn't be tempted to become Lucian's temporary bedmate. Will you be able to... Will you be able to smile a lot if Jerry shows up? Carly, oh, he'll show up all right, and he will try to make himself the center of attention. I have a few things in mind when that happens. That didn't sound promising for helping to repair Lucian's reputation. Then again, if folks got focused on Jerry and Regina, then Lucian and she wouldn't be under such close scrutiny. I suspect Jerry will be riled that Lucian's lawyer put a stop to that sale, Regina went on. Have you had any luck finding out who that mystery buyer is? None, and that was troubling. The Texas cattle broker business was actually a fairly small community, and no one was fessing up to wanting to purchase a slice of the Granger assets. Of course, the person might be staying mum, so not to get on Lucian's bad side. After all, it wasn't a sure thing that Jerry was going to remain the home for long. I'll keep poking around to see what I can find, Regina should say. You don't think Jerry's trying to sell to the mob, do you? Mercy, she hoped not, but Carly... Couldn't imagine organized crime being interested in assets, assets in rural Texas. Still, something was fishy. Regina and she started toward the door of the makeshift dressing room. It was actually a covered storage area with creepy radio cloud costumes and floats from the previous years. One was an enormous paper mache bull that had toppled off and somehow had put deflated balloons where his ball should be. Regina had wanted her to get dressed there so that she could make a grand entrance directly in the huge barn where most of the indoor radio competition took place. It was also where Lucian would be waiting for her. Carly was reasonably sure that her idea of grand entrance was not the same as Regina's. The door opened before they even reached it, and Dylan's wife, Jordan, stuck her head in. She wasn't just married to Dylan, though. She was also Carly's best friend, and Carly needed her right now to help steady her nerves. Jordan looked at her. And it seemed as if she had forgotten all about the greeting she'd been about to get. Oh, she said. That reaction pretty much summed it up. Jordan, who was formal military officer, was obviously cool. Under pressure. Because she turned to him. Could you give Carly and me a little girl time? Alone, she said. I just want to talk to her before she goes out there. Of course. In fact, you two should walk out together since you're a war hero. That'll really get the crowd cheering. The war hero had Jordan rolling her eyes, but thankfully Regina didn't see it. Also, thankfully, the woman left them alone. You know this outfit looks bad, right? Jordan asked her, yes. Other than the green dress, it was all Regina's idea. Well, the dress is great. It skims all the right places, so let's do some fashion editing. She started plucking the flower weeds from Carly's hair and rearranging them so that they weren't hailering around her. How about the boots? Do you plan on wearing those? No, and Carly led her back to the mirror where she left the silver hair she brought to go with the dress. Jordan eyed the boots, the family adornments that Regina had put on her, and the weave she was holding. Put on the heels, Jordan plucked off the brooch and the comb. I can put them on the boots to use them as a centerpiece. It was tempting, but she didn't want to offer Regina offend Regina. Plus, this might earn her points with the historic society who would likely recognize the heirlooms. Carly moved the brooch to the center top of the dress so that it seemed less likely a sparkling corsage and more like a necklace. Jordan tucked the comb in the back of Carly's hair. I'll tell Regina it was my idea, Jordan said as it freed in her mind. The look she gave Carly also seemed to have some mind-reading abilities to go along with. Having second thoughts?
Now, the second that came and went days ago, I'm on the fifth round of thoughts right now. Curly paws in the other room. It's all a lie. Jordan made a quick song. But being in the guest house with Lucian will be real. I'm guessing you're considering that a pretend engagement can lead to real sex. Are you ready for that? Mercy, was she ready? Well, her body was anyway, but there was all the trouble with the string. Besides, their living arrangement might not even last more than a couple days if Regina's plan succeeded tonight. Even if it did last, there were still the barrier of separate Much better, Jordan said once Carly had on the heels. Thanks. It's exactly how she looked before Regina had, had a go at her. Have you heard any talk? Are people really buying the engagement? There's dark, Jordan. Well, it's not all good. Some people think Lucian's playing on your feelings for him so he can, pr- can improve his image. My feelings for it, Carly said that a whole lot louder than she planned. People know about that? Jordan gave her a blow. Everybody except Lucian knows that. You're the only one who cheers for him during the Bronx ride at the radio. And don't say you do that because he's your boss, or rather, your former boss. Because we were also cheering for him when you were still a teenager. Because you were also cheering for him when you were still a teenager. It was true. It was both a blessing and a curse that Lucian had noticed. She hadn't wanted him to see that lustful look in her eyes because it would have sent him running. That four-year-old, that four-year age difference between the maid and her jailbait in those days. But the time, by the time she'd been legal, Lucian was running the family business and had been in love with Amelia. Just because we're under the same room, it doesn't mean sex will happen. Curly turned. Lucian doesn't think of me that way. Jordan huffed and patted her. Honey, you're beautiful. All men think of me that way. Well, everyone but my husband. The last part was true as well. Dylan only had eyes for Jordan and vice versa. But Jordan was wrong about the other. Okay, are you ready to do this? Jordan asked her. She was, but the sooner she got out there, the sooner than I can end. How many people are here? Loads. More came to this than even the radio. I think it was the lure of free food and booze. Of course, the single woman might be here to throw daggers at you for snagging Wrangler's Creek's most eligible bachelor. They could save their daggers because Lucian would soon be back on the market. The moment they were out of the storage area, Carly heard the music. A country band playing a Garth Brooks song. There were cl- chatter and laughter, and that all stopped when Carly walked into the barn. Seriously, it got so quiet that she heard her heels sinking into the dirt, and everyone was looking at her. Everyone! There was a single, unfilled seat in the stands of people lined all sides of the barn. In contrast, the center of the massive barn was particularly empty. Only Lucian, Regina, Dylan were in there, and they were clearly waiting for her. And here's the bride to be, Regina announced, her voice booming through the microphone. She was holding. As you can see, she's wearing the family jewels. No one except Regina laughed at her joke. Carly walked out on the ground of the barn, where Lucian had busted his butt 18 times while competing in a rodeo. Perhaps he saw this party as a metaphorical toss from a Bronx, but if so, there was no trace of that in his expression. He smiled, his gaze sliding over, making her thankful. She off this worker hugging dress and shoes when she walked toward her. The moment he reached her, he curved his arm around her waist, pulled her to him, and he kissed her. The world dissolved and included the ground beneath her feet and every bone in her body. This wasn't like the other stiff kiss in his office. This wasn't like any other kiss that happened ever. The feel of him raced through Carly, and what damage the lip lock didn't do, his scent finished off. Leather a cowboy, a heaty mix when paired with his mouth that she was certain could be classified as one of the deadly scents. Here the crowd erupted into pockets of cheers. But all but all that noise faded. The only thing was the soft sound of pleasure she made. Lucian made a sound too. 
a manly grunt. Well, with that manly grip he had on her and his manly taste. James Moon whiskey and sex. Of course, that sex taste might be speculation on her part since the kiss immediately gave her many, many sexual thoughts. Was you need back You did good. <laughs> he whispered that dash. The sex thoughts dashed a lot of things because it was a reminder that this was all for sure. But Lucian didn't move away from her after saying that. He stood there, looking down at her with those scorched blue eyes. He did good too. Carly told him because she didn't know what else to say. Still didn't back away. Despite the fact that the applause and tears had died down, Carly was clearly waiting for something else to happen. Carly was waiting as well. Then it happened. Lucian kissed her again. This time, no, it wasn't that intense smooch. He just brushed his mouth over her, barely a touch, but somehow making it the most memorable kiss in the history of kisses. <clears throat> Ditto for the long, lingering look he gave her afterward. That was from me. He said as if that clarified things. It didn't. Left Carly feeling even more aroused and confused. What the heck did that mean? This wasn't the time for her to ask. Maybe there's never... Be a good time for it because Lucian's forehead bunched up as if he had stitched his labor and kissing her. Carly knew how it felt because she knew what it was like to be kissed by someone who knew exactly how to do it. Talk about a benchmark. This is a ground head earlier. The moment is off when Regina came back on the road. Lucian, Carly, I want everyone to have a good time. Just enjoy yourself. Eat some good food. Catered by Bess Harkins, the daughter of one of the most influential city council members, Deke Harkins. Have yourself something to drink, too. The bartender is none other than Dewey Chase, Regina added. The mayor's nephew. And take the time to smell the roses, Regina ended that with a chuckle, since it was a play on words, along with being the name of the florists. Floor decorations are from Weedy, Wendy K. Merkel and her staff. Aren't they beautiful? Regina asked about they fought the efforts of the niece of two ladies from the historic society and the garden club. Regina had covered a lot of bases. She opened her mouth, maybe an aunt to add a base that Carly hadn't noticed yet, but she stopped and scrawled when Jerry walked out into the barn. Jerry waved and smiled like a politician, pondering for votes. Candy was right behind him, and she was teetering on heels, much too high for walking in dirt. She wobbled to get her balance, causing her large breasts to jiggle. That in turn caused a lot of behind-the-hand whispers and not-so-whispered comments from some of the guys. Hi, y'all, Jerry called. I just wanted to thank everybody for coming to this shindig said something else, something that no one heard, because Regina motioned for the band to start playing. The woman had probably arranged the maneuver in advance, just in case Jerry tried anything, because it was the loudest version of friends in low places that Carly had ever heard. It was so loud that people quit using their hands to shield their whispers, and instead put them over their ears. Even Kenny and Jerry behind Dylan and Lucian led Regina and her other and her out of the center of the barn slash arena so the mingling could start. Something that Carly knew was definitely out of Lucian's comfort zone. He tolerated dinners and parties only because it helped his business, and this fell into exactly that category, except for that second kiss. Carly didn't have time to dwell on that, though. She immediately got swept into a sea of hugs, handshakes, and congrats. It was hard to actually hear the congrats because of the music blare, but she suspected only a fraction of them were genuine. Anyway, Regina finally gave the band the signal to lower the volume of the sound, it was in the nick of time to prevent permanent hearing loss. However, Emmett Candy would have no trouble complaining about Regina's musical dish, and Carly figured that was exactly what was on the woman's mind. She made a beeline toward them, well, as much as a beeline as she could make, since the high heel teetering and breast jiggling were still going on. That was rude, Candy told her. Jerry was about to introduce me so everyone would know I was his fiancée. 
Honey, everyone already knows who you are. Regina assured her. Her voice was too sappy sweet, and it must have sent a big red flag warning that an argument was about to break out because Lucian quickly took his mom by the arm, mumbled something about her needing to meet someone, and he got Regina out of there. One second, please. Carly prevented Candy from following them by stepping in front of her and like, You look fantastic. People can't take their eyes off you. Candy blushed. You think so? Jerry was worried my dress was not for this crowd. Was it? The cut was too low, both in front and back. Lipstick red color seemed more suitable for Vegas cocktail party than a gathering at the rodeo grounds. Despite the lack of wardrobe suitability, it was something Carly wished she could wear. To go for semi-sexy was a dash of inappropriateness. However, she learned the hard way that anything that was out there would trigger gossip about her mother. Yes, even all these years later. Candy snagged two glasses of champagne from a waiter who was making his way through the crowd. Carly thought one was for her, but Candy down both and got a third glass. It's a hard being here in this town, Candy said. No one likes me, and Regina is always so nasty to me. It doesn't help that she's right there on the ranch. I should to tell her to leave, but he says he can't make her go. He can't, Carly assured her. That was because Regina owned a Victorian house on the grounds of the ranch. He once sold it to Lawson's wife, Eve, but with Eve and Lawson living in his place, Eve had sold it back to her. It practically, it practically put Regina right on Candy's doorstep. Of course, it was a doorstep that Regina co-owned since the house was part of the family holdings. But I wish she'd try harder. Candy glanced around. Her nose turned up as if she'd gotten a whiff of some cow that was probably somewhere around. I want to be back in Houston, where there are shops and friends I don't want to be here. Candy's gaze froze for a moment as she said too much. However, she hadn't said anything that Carly didn't already know. Candy wasn't fond of Wrangler's Creek. Maybe that lack of fondness would get her to bug Jerry into leaving. And that brought Carly to an angle so she should latch on to it. I'll talk to Regina for you, Carly said. Maybe I can get her to back off, or at least get her to take a vacation. After all, it would be better suit. Her to have Candy as an ally rather than the fiancé of Lucian's pawned scum father. The offer caused Candy to do a sort of double take, maybe to see if she was serious. Candy must have thought she was because she's more. Thank you. That's sweet. And if there's anything I can ever do for you. Her words trailed off when she helped herself to another glass of champagne. Carly wanted to jump right on that offer so she could try to find out what Jerry was up to, but this wasn't the time or place. Instead, Carly stepped away to continue with the damage control. Lucian seemed to be doing the same. She spotted him turning to Don Dreyer, who was on the city council. She also saw Lou Fay, who was coming straight toward her. This was yet another woman whom Carly needed as an ally, so she turned from Candy to greet her, but it turned out that Lou Fay wasn't interested in greeting. She was staring at the brooch. There are photos in the archives of Sarah Granger wearing that, Lufay told her, and she wore it just as you're doing, right in the center neckline of her dress. Of course, her neckline was higher than yours. Last bit came with some disapproval, but then Lufay only wore turtlenecks even in the summer, so Carly didn't hold her fashion opinion in high regard. Maybe we can talk Lucian into allowing the Historic Society to put the brooch on display next to the picture. Charlie suggested. Rufe smiled. Not disapproval, but rever reverence. It didn't last. The woman's forehead soon bunched up. If you're trying to sway me in Lucian's favor, it won't work. I can't be swayed like that. Of course not, Carly patted her. I just thought it was a shame that a brooch this beautiful and this important to the town's history will soon be shut away in a safe. This comb, too. She turned her head a moment so that Lufe could get a look at that, too. The woman's forehead loosened up a little. I like you, Carly. I always have, ever since. But Lufe thankfully didn't finish I wish you the best, she added before she walked away. Coming from Lou Fay, 
Louis Faye, that qualified as a full-fledged gushing, which meant this party was already a success. You know, if Lucian hurts you, I'll kick his ass. She hurts someone sick. Probably recognized the post. You know, if Lucian hurts you, I'll kick his ass. She hurts someone sick. Carly recognized the brother, recognized the voice, her brother Judd. He was Joe's twin, and he was supporting the same sour expression that Joe had when he visited the day before. Carly suspected that Joe had issued an ass-kicking threat to Lucian. Thanks for coming, Carly whispered when he hugged her. I thought you could use the support. Is that what this engagement is all about? You supporting Lucian so he can fight Jerry? Judd came out and asked. There were way too many people close enough to hear every word she said. Of course not. You know, I've always had a thing for Lucian. Well, he finally got a thing for me. She hated lying to Judd. Actually, she hated lying, period. But maybe they wouldn't have to continue to much longer. Carly saw possible hope of that when she noticed Jerry talking to a man, a stranger. Then it didn't seem to be a pleasant conversation. They moved off to the side of the barn, away from everyone else. Excuse me a second, Carly told her brother, and she would have started through the crush of people to get closer if Judd hadn't taken hold of her hand. Best not to interrupt that, he said. Carly snapped back to him. Why? And what the heck did her brother know about this? Judd rushed the kid on her. I'll tell Lucian to call off his lawyers who are trying to block the sale that Jerry wants to make. He whispered with his mouth right in. It'll work in Lucian's in your favor. She pulled away from him. What are you talking about? I'm talking about fixing this so you don't have to do to wear that. He tipped his head to her engagement ring. Someone other than Lucian and you was working to bring Jerry down. Who? She asked as fast as she could. God gave her another of those chicas. You wouldn't believe me if I told you, her brother said as he, sh and as he strolled away. End of chapter 6.